Good morning. Welcome to Coffee Conversations. This is episode three. We have a special guest today coming from Nashville, uh, Juan Lucini. And we are just going to talk all things music today, talk about his experience down in Nashville, and just see where that takes us. So I'm joining you from St. Louis, Missouri. And it's Sunday, so happy Sunday to everybody. All right, let's welcome on Juan. Hi, is it working? Hey, um, I hear you, we don't see you. Can you, I requested your video. Can you hit okay? Yeah, let's see here. <laughs> there you are. Okay, now, cool. Hey, now it's working. We have had technical difficulties all morning. <laughs> this is life. But we figured it out. <laughs> so how's it going? You know, here we are just uh, in this weird, crazy time, but uh, happy that, you know, I have a, a roof and the food to eat and some musical yeah. instruments to play with, and, you know, friends awesome. to catch up with. So. That, yeah, way to stay positive. That's all we can really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How about you? How's everything going in St. Louis? Uh, things are going well. Um, staying afloat with the school and everything it has been really cool. Um, you know, same situation here as what you have um, in Nashville. Everyone's just staying home and, um, you know, pretty isolated, but making connections how we can. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, but yeah, doing well. Um, so you play guitar and just to better introduce you, I'm horrible at this. So my apologies. Um, so you actually taught with Shock City. Gosh, it's been like a year or a little bit more. Probably more. Yeah. Probably close to two years. Wow, I mean, really? That long? So, I that long. So, in November of 2018. So, and, you know, I was with you guys until probably about that time. Okay. Yeah. So, it has been like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. A good amount of time. Good <laughs> chunk. Yeah. So, you taught with us for what, like six months or so? So, um, you kind of came on as a sub when Tyler went on tour and we're just kind of our guitar guy. You became part of the, yeah. all of it. <laughs> yeah. I was doing guitar. I was also teaching um, some voice lessons. I remember I had a student who was kind of doing a combination. So he was doing guitar and voice mm -hmm. and we would kind of work through um, him singing original songs and some covers and like, kind of doing both at the same time and, and working on performance as well. So, so that was fun. But yeah, I remember, I mean, I think I had as young as a six-year-old student and, uh, and as old as like a 60-something-year-old uh, guitar player. So it was pretty, yeah. pretty wide, uh, you know, range of students, um, which was nice. And I, I was your student too. <laughs> I was. That's true. That's true. You I was probably the worst student you've ever had. I... <laughs> I must admit, <laughs> but I have retained, even though that was a while ago. So I, once you left, I, um, I stopped taking lessons, but oh, I, I play occasionally and I've retained everything that you taught me. And I feel very confident Good. that we, did we transition to ukulele before you left? We did. Because yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm the worst. 
So now I have like five ukuleles and I feel as though you've given me the skills and the confidence to where I can, um, if I find the music online, I can just do it. So applause to you for that. (laughs) So I wasn't totally, I wasn't totally awful. I I did pick up something from it. Um, But obviously there's a lot more to playing than just the basics so i'm still i still need a lot of help <laughs> we can make that happen we have <laughs> there's hope we yet <laughs> well good um so you've been in nashville a year and a half why don't you tell me about um what you've been doing in nashville how the music scene is and all that good stuff yeah yeah nashville's a great place um, in terms of like making connections with, uh, you know, different, uh, musicians, people who are kind of new to the city, um, or people who have maybe been here for a while. And what's really cool is that, you know, your next door neighbor might, you know, be, uh, an assistant for the manager for YouTube or something, you know, like there's all kinds of music, uh, music industry people that are here and that live here. Um, and so those kind of connections are, are really close and they're definitely closer than it was like in St. Louis, um, which is super nice, you know, and there's all kinds of live music to see. Uh, there's, you know, so many great artists and, and bands that come through. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities for like open mics and, um, and places to play, you know. So I think in terms of like a city where if someone is looking to learn about the music industry and, you know, what people do like as careers in music, um, it's a good place to come and it's accessible. You know, it's not like in LA where maybe it's a little more expensive or I don't know, there's maybe more of like a obsession around the image or something like that. Not to say that that's not the case in Nashville. I do think that probably almost anywhere people are kind of obsessed a little with, with an image in terms of their music. Um, which I guess is arguably kind of a distraction from just the music, but, um, you know, it's, I, it's been a good experience. I have met, you know, through, I remember, you know, when I started, when I came here, I started working at a a restaurant called Bar Taco. It's like a chain. And I want to say like 95% of the people there were musicians or artists, you know, uh, well, musicians so are always is, doing more than one thing. They're wearing multiple hats oh, yeah. at all times. Oh, yeah. It's just so that's yeah. really cool. So, yeah, you have uh, what do they call? They call them um, server songwriters here. <laughs> I've not heard that. It's clever. I like it. Yeah, it's a common, it's a common <laughs> thing here in Nashville. Um, but it's great. So, like you know, the first. Um, the first guy I started playing with was a, a server at this restaurant and great songwriter, good singer. We wrote some tunes together um, that I can share with you. Um, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, and he's, he's a great player. And then I also met this really great singer, this girl, super good songwriter as well. Kind of got the uh, Fleetwood Mac kind of a little bit of country vibe. Uh, and she's also great. So, you know, and she introduced me to some other musicians that I ended up kind of forming a different group with. So, so it, in terms of like making those connections, um, they're all there. And, and, and most of the musicians you'll meet are going to be people that are working, like they're working maybe another gig, but like, they're also, they're trying to do music, you know? So, um, 
you know, they're playing as many gigs as they can. They're taking as many, uh, you know, session uh, gigs and like teaching gigs and all that stuff. Yeah, I will say as a caveat, like as a side, like teaching is not for everybody though, you know. You yeah. can be a really great musician and not such a great teacher and vice versa. Um, Completely. So that's important to know. And I think for in my case, I learned that I like teaching. You know, you also have to like teaching. Um, so, you know, that was an experience I definitely had. And, and Right. But yeah, so I was, I was at the restaurant for a bit. And then... Um, you know, being in a restaurant is kind of soul sucking. So, um, I decided to, to leave that job and I actually got a job at Lyft, uh, headquarters. They have a headquarters here in Nashville. Um, super nice. just like kind of more like a tech job, but it was really nice and, and, you know, great benefits, good culture, super relaxed. And I was still doing a bit of teaching on the side. Um, nice. and yeah, the same thing as Lyft, it was probably, you know, 80, 90% of the people were, were musicians, you know? So it's like, Everywhere. There's a lot of musicians here. Uh, awesome. Can either be a blessing awesome. or, or a curse, depending on, I guess, how you see it and, and really like what you want to achieve, uh, you know, with music and, and stuff like that. So it all depends kind of how you see it. There are there are pluses to being in a smaller town. I will say too, like St. Louis. You know, it's just different. Yeah, because you were doing, um, you were playing different gigs here in St. Louis, kind of occasionally, right? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had, you know, a couple residencies. I was definitely doing a lot more like cover gigs, which was fun. It was super, it was a nice way to kind of have, keep the chops up and like mm -hmm. practice regularly or at least kind of uh, get the performance kind of bug out. Um, yeah. But it's yeah. different. It's different doing a, a cover gig at a wine bar than it is, you know, playing your original stuff on a bill in like a, uh, in like a dirty, like venue, you know, DIY style. So it's just, they're different kind of experiences. Um, one is like, I mean, working and paying the bills and, you know, <laughs> and, and getting paid to, you know, play, you know, all kinds of covers. And the other one is more like, the feeling of like playing your original music for a crowd and um you know each one is different i was enjoying uh the the regular like playing uh, you know of gigs in st louis and stuff but i i think for me it was a bit soul-sucking also <laughs> I, this might be a strong word um it's just okay. to you know play a three-hour gig a four-hour gig like solo um for people who weren't really listening or, you know, yeah, it, it um, kind of, when, when you're doing, yeah, it's like background noise sometimes when you are doing these covers, um, which can be enjoyable. You know, I love that culture in St. Louis. So I would say musicians that are doing that have, you know, there's high demand for it and a lot of value in doing it. That's part of, um, that's one of the things I really love about, the live music scene in St. Louis is so much, there's so much quality music that's free and it's just like literally in the corner of the restaurant or the coffee shop that you're dining at. Um, and you get like all these really amazing musicians playing that are quality musicians. Um, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes they're playing their original stuff. Um, but I mean, regardless of what it is, I think that's, you know, really an awesome thing, how low key it can be. Um, I'm assuming I've not personally been to Nashville, but maybe you can speak on this a little bit more. I'm assuming things are a little bit more 
official when it comes to gigs and shows in Nashville versus what it's like here in St. Louis? I guess so. I mean, yeah. Are there more I like established that. music venues and that's kind of like where people go for music versus it just being a casual thing and like a restaurant or is it, or is there some, a little bit of each? It's kind of a bit of each. It's maybe not as casual as St. Louis okay. um, because it is a music city. You know, it's kind of right. feels more like Broadway or something like that. Like you have these kind of areas that are more allocated for music and live music. Okay. Um, you know, right. one of the setbacks is that it's a bit oversaturated. You know, there's a lot of musicians. There's a lot of people coming and, and trying to play their, you know, play their guitar for people and, and share their music and stuff. And, yeah. and one of the pluses of, of being somewhere like St. Louis is that usually it's kind of this, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bit more of a tight knit community, the St. Louis music scene. And if you are on this gig, then most likely you're playing with somebody who knows that guy for, or that girl from that gig, uh, or like you're going to be invited to play on that gig or whatever. So, so those kinds of connections, I think, are a bit easier to make in a city like St. Louis. And then not to mention like just getting gigs, I think, is easier in St. Louis, like getting paid okay. gigs. Right. Um, because, you know, it's not oversaturated here is because there's so many people like trying to make music, you know, um, and, and make it as musicians that, you know, anybody who wants to book a band can just do so within a short amount of time. Um, so I think what I really liked about living in St. Louis was that it was a lot more accessible. If I wanted to go, if I wanted to play a couple gigs a month, I could make that happen and I could make a decent penny, you know, doing it. Um, sure. And I could play play with, you know, solid musicians that maybe are also friends. You know, I have more, I think, friends in St. Louis or, you know, a good handful. And whereas maybe in a city like Nashville, you might be able to find, let's say you're playing like guitar and singing, you might be able to find a guy to play Cajon with you, but he's he's not your friend. You found him on Craigslist and he sure. wants to charge, you know, three bucks and, and he's, he's going to leave as soon as the gigs are. You know, so it's like, I think there's something to be said about the fun and the casual nature of being, of learning music and playing music. That's a okay. little bit less like serious about like, we need to make money and we need to do a career doing this and we need to get famous. Like, and I think you can see more of that in a city like St. Louis, you know, just some kids in the garage playing punk music oh, sure. or whatever. So that's nice. And I honestly think that that is a great way to stay inspired in music is to not take it so seriously um, and not do it thinking that it has to be for somebody or a group of people. In reality, you're just kind of doing it because you enjoy doing it. Um, the process is enjoyable. You know, not yeah, I mean, like, that's the great thing about being a musician is you're literally doing something that you love to do. Um, that's the hope. Um, it's not like you're just getting a job because you have to pay the bills. I mean, sometimes it's tedious and it might feel like that because of certain things you have to pick up, but it hopefully for most, um, they really love and enjoy playing and, um, you know, it's inspiring and that's kind of what you kept saying soul sucking, but you, you know, music seems like it would be something that's really enhancing you and completing your soul and your spirit. And it's just, 
very encompassing. Um, so that's like one of the beautiful things about music and being musician. I think a lot of us are very fortunate um, to have that because it just like gives this new life to everything. Um, so yeah, that's really neat. So um, yeah, yeah. As far as like you said, I know that you write some songs. Um, you've written some songs while you've been in Nashville too. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have been writing with a a guy I met. He's from San Francisco, but he I met him through um, actually a mutual friend of Tyler uh, Jackson Stokes. And I, his name is Daniel um, Tenenbaum. He's from St. Louis. He's a great okay. musician. He lives out in the Bay Area. So Thanks. Daniel played Thanks. for a bit with this uh, real cool, uh, you know, singer songwriter, kind of within like the soul and R and B realm, which is the style I really like to play and write in. Uh, his name is Austin Prince, and uh, and I can link you with his Spotify, uh, so you can kind of hear some of the stuff that he does and and. Um, and stuff that I play with him as well. Um, and so I, uh, we, we linked up, you know, Daniel told me he, he was moving down. So I gave my info. We linked, we linked up, we got together and, uh, and it was, it was a pretty strong connection, you know, and I, and that's something kind of, I realized that is, is really important is how, um, much you connect with the people you're writing with just across the board. Like, they, you know, I think you have to connect like, like just on a social level, uh, but then also like you have to compliment each other. So, you know, I was never super lyrical as a, as a writer. I'm always much more of like a, a melody or a chords progression guy. Okay. And that's kind of my forte. And, and this guy, Austin, is he's really solid, solid with lyrics. And so we just have a very nice flow. You know, we can get a tune written we get together, you know, every time we get together, we can get one song and then another one awesome. started. Um, so it, it develops a good flow, but I do think a, a big part of that is just because of the fact that we're very compatible sure. and we complement. That's so important. So I, I do think that's essential, you know, when seeking out other people to write with is finding those people who can kind of fill the gaps for you. Right. Uh, if you're a singer, get a good musician, or if you're a good lyricist, find someone who can kind of get good chords, um, because it it helps the flow of things, um, you know. And you have to have the same similar goals too, because oh, for sure. I mean, almost like similar vision. Otherwise, I would imagine you'd just be butting heads, and it would be a, a catastrophe. Um, yeah, no, totally, totally. And I've experienced that. I mean, the first person I kind of wrote with uh, is also, uh, you know, when I first moved here, is a great lyricist. Um, and, and I wrote a good handful of like the music for what he was doing, you know. Um, but at the same time, he just kind of had a different vision or if, mm-hmm. if, if he was showing me something and I was proposing like something else, it wouldn't really click or he wouldn't really get it. And, you know, that's probably also maybe due to like, a bit of uh, a bit of narcissism slightly not terrible <laughs> but you know it's, it's a thing that you encounter yeah. um service industry and in the music world and entertainment world um we all have a little bit of that so uh i i do think that that's a big part of it but um i mean that goes to say that you know you kind of have to leave ego at the door when you're working with people and then there's also this idea that like 
it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you can write a song and then it can just be a song that you wrote just for the exercise of writing it. And you, you know, just because you wrote that, that one song doesn't mean you're never going to write another song. Like you can write, you can continue to write. And then I think that's the healthiest ideal to have sure. uh, in music is just to accept that like whatever you make night might not be perfect at that moment. And then sometimes you'll have those really great days where it just kind of flows out of you and it's super smooth and, and you wrote a really great tune. And, and it, each and every song you write doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't have to be perfect, but I we think can always come like back to it too. I would, you know, it's never finished. That's true. Well, yeah. And, and that's also, I would say tread lightly there too, because, um, a lot of people fall into like the loop of perfectionism and then yes. they, they never yes. listen music. Yeah. So, I mean, at you know, some at point same- you just have to say it's good enough. We're walking away. Um, because you would indefinitely, I mean, with in anything you create and I have this problem too. It's like, if I step away from it and come back to it tomorrow, I'm going to change things that maybe I wouldn't change the next day or whatever. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about music is that if you can have a different interpretation of a song than another musician, um, there's all these different spins on how things are done and performed. And that's just, um, it can create almost a a new song. Um, So that's kind of, to me, the neat thing about hearing some of these songs be covered um, is you can have, I mean, somebody could write a song and it just kind of like, never becomes something and then 20 years later an artist covers it and it's their biggest hit and it's just explodes so um you know i think that's the really neat thing about how music lives kind of forever it really does yeah. um it's beyond you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's really cool be afraid of that it shouldn't be like a source of fear or intimidation or like perfectionism either right. um because just because you made one song that sucks doesn't mean every song you make is going to suck. No, you know? it's part of the process. Um, yeah, it's part of the process. And I think we we have to respect that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely know. a lot of rejection in the industry and you cannot let that get you down. Like you just have to, I mean, you could have a thousand rejections before you get accepted for something that you're really striving for. Um, you know, whether it's auditioning or whatever your goals are. Um, so you got to really have a thick skin and not take it personally. No, hundred percent. And one thing I will say is that I think the nature of like being an artist these days is like so different than, um, than what it was, you know, 10, even 10 years ago. Uh, I think that this, even this time of like quarantine in and of itself is kind of a, lesson that we need to change how we are putting our music out there um you know a big thing that i'm kind of gaining from this is the importance of online presence and sharing content sharing videos doing like live videos live streams um that's that i don't think that's going to go away um you know after this is over i mean i do think there's always going to be live shows and tours and stuff but but the, the, the thought as a musician or artist that like, you need to like get signed or get, you know, get, get a tour that that's going to bring you success. Like that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. It seems like a lot more of 
uh, what is your online presence? You know, how many streams can you get? Um, can you get featured on different Spotify playlists? Uh, and I think there needs to be, this is something that I'm learning about now and I might actually even go back to school for, but we need to learn about marketing as like musicians and artists. Yes. We need to learn to market ourselves. Yes. I think we learn enough about that. That's one thing I was going to say is, yeah, we have to learn how to market ourselves and, um, and promote and, and access, you know, the different tools that are available out there. Cause it's really important. None of us know how to do that. And then the other thing that I'm seeing a good amount of is musicians that work so hard on like their technique, but they don't uh, develop their ears. So I would be willing to argue that it's actually better to have stronger like ears better ears and to know what sounds good over being able to play really fast or complex stuff. Um, because I've seen a lot of great musicians that are very skilled and they put in a lot of practice, but you can tell that their, their skill level surpasses like their taste. <laughs> so I think it's really important, to, you know, putting that nicely, but it's really important to like hone that and listen to all kinds of music and challenge our ears and really think about what sounds good and right. I mean, to, absolutely. I mean, like, unless you're Beethoven and com compose when you're you're deaf, I mean, you you need to have the skills. And he had the I, I bring that up as a joke because he had the skills prior to that, unfortunately, happening to him. But um, yeah, I mean, musicians. A lot of musicians are learning by ear, but can't identify what they're hearing. And can't identify if something's wrong or, you know, all of those really strong skills or to be able to hear to play with an ensemble or a band. Um, so you're absolutely right. Like that, those oral skills um, and the ear training is so important. Um, and it's just, yeah. it's neglected because, you know, it's so easy with everything being online for anybody to become a musician, but they're not getting trained properly. And um you're right. Like, sure, they can practice and they can go, they can play elaborate things and, you know, things like that, but they're not, they're just missing everything, the meat of it and the theory and all of that good stuff. Um, so there's like, it's almost like a lack of understanding. It's like they're pretending. I don't know if that's um, the right word, but yeah, I mean, music is so complex, very complex. Um, and nothing yeah. against the, those people. I mean, I think it's a beautiful thing that we can use music um, to express ourselves. So if, you know, more power to those people that can play to that level. Um, no, but I'm just, you know, commenting on what you're saying. Yeah, it's so important to develop those skills. Um, and marketing is so tricky right now. Everything has just shifted and changed, even in the last five years, even in the last year, in the last three months, everything's evolving and changing. Um, so what could have worked previously no longer works and you just have to stay on top of it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, developing those skills as well um, on a personal level is very important unless you're fortunate to have somebody to kind of do that for you. Um, but you know, musicians aren't necessarily always the best at those things. We're creative and, um, you know, that that's what we're good at. And, um, the business side of things just isn't a strong suit for everybody. Um, yeah. 
So it is unfortunate when you see somebody that is so brilliant and so talented, but everything's just not lining up. And that's no fault of theirs. That's just the society we're living in. Everything's, you know, online. And here we are virtually because we can't be in person. Um, you know, everything's just changing so quickly. Um, so yeah, you bring up a lot sure. of really strong points there. Definitely a yeah. lot goes no, into I mean, it. I think a lot goes into being a musician more so than people realize. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think we need to touch on that as like teachers, you know, um, we need to uh, emphasize the importance of the stuff that's not the music making because um, there's so much focus on the music and the execution of the music and all that stuff. And then even like, just because I think it sounds good doesn't mean you know, with my ears and the like music training I've had and stuff like that doesn't mean that it's going to sound good for somebody else. Hold on. Uh, sorry about that. No problem. Um, uh, just because I think it's not, you know, or maybe, you know, and that's the thing that happens with musicians a lot is they end up, a lot of them play, like they get skilled or they write music that's kind of for musicians. Mm -hmm. And then they get frustrated about these pop singers, these musicians that are making music, uh, you know, kind of for the masses. And I, um, I think uh, it's it's kind of important to have a balance. Basically, you know, I think it's good to touch. You know, you obviously want to express what you what is inside of you, but at the same time, it's really important um, to develop skills at in marketing and to know what's going to happen how you're going to promote your music, but then also what's going to happen like when you're on stage and then what you have to do to connect with the fans, you know, sure. because you could rehearse for a month and, and then you could still have people looking at their phones in your show. So like the idea I think is, is really is like, how can we access what our fans are going to want? You know, we we'll need um, to have some psychology training. <laughs> it's like, Yes, human psychology to understand say. and like um, understand how to socialize, and not every musician is good at that. A lot of musicians are introverts, and it's just what is. So, yeah, yeah. It's definitely no, hundred percent. Some musicians are a lot of musicians are introverts, or you know, and and I and I'm sure that you probably encounter people who maybe don't want to like do a photo shoot and like there's a little bit of vanity that maybe has to be involved, you know, because the thing is like people want visual, like people, consumers, they like what sounds good, but then a lot of it is what do you look like and how are you presenting that? And so there's a lot of external non-music related things that go into it um, that I think people need to, you know, acknowledge and learn about if they want to be musically successful musical artists um you know and, and you got to face that that's just something Definitely. that maybe we weren't prepared for yeah it's a it's a brave new world especially uh right now <laughs> yes oh my god i know i know i know but i mean this is why we're here you know this is yeah. this is a great example of this interview and uh it's a good example of how we're adapting you know um to like to the times and and how to 
uh, what we can do uh, our, from our houses, you know, um, to, to share our music and share our right. ideas with people, uh, you know, so. so it's yeah, I can't adapting. imagine this having happened, you know, even 20 years ago when technology was beginning to become prevalent, it just, nothing would be supported. Um, so we're very fortunate that, you know, as, as annoying as technology can be sometimes, cause it has really taken over every aspect of our life. Um, I'm very grateful that we're in this day and age so that all of this can be possible. Um, mm-hmm. you know, making, a lot of our businesses continue to thrive and everything and have connections. So, um, you know, that's, yeah, I couldn't imagine it another way, but I guess <laughs> if we didn't have this in place, we'd be outside, you know, yelling out, yelling to our neighbors across the way and things like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it, you would make good out of any, any time period in which this happened. Um, but anyways, how about we transition? Um, can you play us a song? You want to do an original or a cover? Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, Whatever you want. This is about you. I've yeah. digressed enough here, but this is your show. Can you hear that? Yeah. Totally. All right, cool. So I'll play a song um, that I wrote with this guy, Austin Prince. So what I'll do uh, is I'll text you the Spotify's of the kind of the three artists I was playing with re- yeah, until most recently. Yeah, I'd be great. Want to share that with people whoever's watching? Or yeah, I'd love to. Um, make that happen. So let me just pull up the lyrics here. Um, so yeah, this is a tune I wrote with Austin and, uh, something like this. Can you hear that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Could have stayed. Could be right here laying next to me. I know it's late and you're not alone. See your face in a crowded room of people I don't know. Looking at my phone like I know your face for sure. With a message saying I'm coming home. And I keep on losing sleep, washing shadows from the trees. Playing back the memories on my wall Ain't heard nothing from me I've been feeling lonely It's been raining all weekend Get you out my mind Where is my sunshine? Waiting for a sign Sometimes we Drowning in my thoughts, da 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 Another day's gone, can't run away from Can't find a reason in my tendency to waste time Should've left the light on this side now I'm getting lost like I've been blind Think of the wrist Oh how I miss 
Took it for granted, our love is remiss, yeah Ain't I nothing for I've been feeling lonely It's been raining all We can't get you out of my mind Where is my sunshine? Waiting for a sign of something to appear Drowning in my thoughts. Yeah. Something like that. Yay, love that. <laughs> yes, um, have that you recorded fun. have you recorded that one? We have not. So part of the yeah, that's we wrote probably four or five tunes and they all just came out super smooth, you know. They're all kind of within that vein. Um yes. but we uh, part of our, you know, plan this spring was to is to uh Get, we, we have a couple of musicians we're going to play with, so kind of get a band together, and we're going to demo out these tunes, but not fully record them yet. And the idea was to kind of play them around, like cycle them around and play some songwriters nights and play with some other bands and stuff, just to get an audience for uh, a gauge for audience reaction. Sure. And then like adjust sure. the song a bit and then like go back to the studio. So, And I do think that that's a good way to test your songs, like, stickability and all that stuff if if uh you play it for people and then you kind of adjust accordingly because like i was saying earlier it's real like i would even be willing to argue like 80 percent of the importance of of, uh, of of a song and and your music you make is is how is it being received you know, because ultimately we need people to buy our content. So thinking about that is really important. Not being like, oh, I'm going to write a song that I think people are going to like, because that's <laughs> that would be like, or something. No, that would like, be the wrong writing, approach. <laughs> right, right. Although people, writing do, people do that in the pop world, but it's got to be something that you love too. Um, but no, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, like writing your song and then testing it and mm-hmm. playing around with it and molding it out in front of people and getting their opinions, like just normal listeners, and then maybe going back and adjusting. So I think that that's a process that like we've kind of come to realize like could work. So we're going to give it a try. We were going to. <laughs> that was the plan like pre-COVID. Um, but it's been on a bit of a pause, but I, what, I'm, what we'll probably still do is kind of demo a lot of these tunes out um and uh you know i've invested in, the, in some gear lately so can i be doing kind of more recording and demoing at home and uh, like i said fortunately we have the internet at our fingertips so we can like share music with people anywhere um which is very nice awesome have you done any um live shows on facebook youtube or instagram you been doing any performances? Not, it seems to be the way to go. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I haven't really. I mean, it's kind of a personal question to ask somebody how well they're doing as far as tips and everything. But I know um, people seem to uh, other musicians seem to be doing pretty well with it, and it's at least sustaining them and you know giving them something supplemental right now. Um, and I personally, I've been watching a lot of the shows. It gives me something to do. So as a viewer. Um, I think it's definitely been worthwhile because I love going out and seeing music. So it's actually kind of nice that I can do this at home. Even if my kids are here sleeping, it gives me something to do. Um, so it's enjoyable. So it'd be great seeing you do something like that too. Um, yeah. I don't have a job now. 
<laughs> yeah. Maybe. I, so I might actually have to start, you know, doing some uh, some Facebook live shows. It's great. It's it's a fun experience, and I think it's um it's a it's definitely a comfortable way to access people. You know, I was watching one of Tyler's mm-hmm. videos, I think, last night, and, and it was something like seventy something people tuned in. You know, yeah, um, that's been, a lot of people. His have been doing really great. I've seen most of his. Um, and you know him and Leah partnering up, and she's kind of behind the scenes producing it. Has been, I mean, amazing. She's doing a great job, um, and just the quality of his sound has been really good too. Um, so I think his yeah. are probably out of the ones I've seen, probably been the best. Um, kind of all encompassing. He's got like um, sponsors now, and he's got a little intro, and he takes pauses and um does little commercials so it's kind of been become this like really cool thing that he's doing um so yeah all right well it's been good chatting with you i'll let you get back to your sunday good seeing you um if and when you come to st louis let me know we'll meet up grab a, a real coffee or something if the world's open again um, that sounds great. Yeah, I might come back. One of my considerations was potentially going back to school. Uh, so that being considered, you know, I might enroll in WashU or or, nice. or school down there, and maybe come back to St. Louis. So, so it's a possibility. So I'll definitely keep you posted. Uh, right. It'd be super fun to join right. again. You know. Cool. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Well, good to see you, okay. and um, we'll chat with you soon. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Bye, Jake. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for episode three. That was Juan Lucini joining us from Nashville. I hope everyone has a wonderful Sunday. I think uh, here in St. Louis, at least the weather is going to be very um, pleasant and the sun's out a little bit. So that's positive. All right. Be sure to follow us on Facebook if you haven't already. Um, We're also on Instagram and we're going to be publishing all of these videos onto YouTube. We do have a YouTube channel, trying to get that up and running. So follow us all of those places. We're also online. If you want to check out our website, all the cool things we're doing. And we will see you sometime next week with another wonderful guest. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Bye everyone.